in-office studios of his eye care practices in Nashville, Tennessee. It's As I See It with Dr. Jeff Kegaris, your source for eye care education and receiving the type of patient relationship you deserve. It is time for a patient revolution. And now, your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris. You're listening to As I See It. This is Cole Evans, Director of Marketing for Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care. I am here with yours truly, Dr. Jeff Kegaris. Dr. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Cole. How about you today? I am doing really, really well. We um, had the uh, conversation earlier about the why. Why in the world you and Dr. Susan decided to write a book. Uh, Thank you so much for that. Uh, Listeners, if you did not hear that episode, please go back and listen to it. It is absolutely awesome. We're diving in right now in this episode to lesson Number one, putting patients first. You talk about friends and physicians' recommendations and how patients have a really high expectation uh, when they're uh, being recommended. I think that's very, very true. Uh, You talk about first impressions and how it's paramount. We know because you say it all the time around here that relationships matter. And, And I think we all know that first and foremost. In lesson one, you say when you're answering the phone, when the phone rings, uh, the building of the relationship begins. Yeah, Tell us about that. I really think not only on the phone, people, the way that people find us now may be by phone or they may make a web appointment. They may find us via Google. They may have a local doctor that says, oh, you need to go see these people. You need to go see Dr. Keg or Dr. Shields, Dr. Jacobs. So we can't assume that people know much about us. In some cases, they know more and their expectations are building because their doctors referred them. But in other cases, we're just a name on a list. And so we want every first interaction, whether that's by web appointment, whether that's by phone, by text, by email, to start to build a good relationship. And from that point on, it should only get better. Because we want people before they even have arrived at the office to say, you know what? I'm looking forward to that visit. These people sound like they're really nice. This may be something different. I heard that they might be different. Does that raise the expectation? You know, over time it does. Is that bad? No, I think it challenges us to continue to get better and better and more consistent. Uh, Our listeners might have heard us talk about this on previous episodes, but excuse me, in our staff meeting every week, we uh, are extremely uh, grateful to go through the reviews that have been left from the previous week. And one that we shared this uh, past week, um, I I just want to read it to our audience again. This was, uh, today is, uh, this recording is August the 7th, uh, 2020, and this review was left at our Cool Springs Eye Care location two weeks ago. I'll just read this real briefly. This this, uh, brand new patient left us five stars. So we obviously uh, greatly appreciate that. Uh, The team at Cool Springs Eye Care is truly the best of the best. On every occasion, they have accommodated me perfectly and even gone uh, above and beyond to get me into the last minute uh, emergency appointment. Everyone here is so kind and so helpful. I said so that way, Dr. Jeff, because it's in all caps. Um, I first visited here when I moved to Franklin a year ago, and they have most definitely earned my patronage forever. I have a question. In chat, in your lesson one, uh, is this an example of what you and Dr. Susan refer to as a loyalist? If we had only one patient in the history of our career and it was that person, we would have been successful. Right. We successfully accomplished right. what we wanted. Right. And ideally, and I know it may be unrealistic, but ideally, we'd like every single patient to leave with that feeling. We want to have 
enough interactions with people where it forces us to show our dedication to them, our dedication to their vision, the knowledge that we may have about what they do, where they work, what their hobbies are, what they like, because that helps us in making recommendations. I really want our patients to know that we care about them first as a person, that we respect them first as a person, and our specialty is taking care of their eye health and vision. And, but that becomes a secondary thing. That's all about building the relationships. But when that patient says, earned my patronage forever, what that does is that says to me, that's somebody that's maybe raving about us, not just satisfied. And I learned a long time ago that satisfied patients may or may not come back. They expect that. Sure. But it's the people that rave about you that say, oh my gosh, that was just so great that are the ones that go talk positively about you. Similarly, you know that if you don't meet expectations, those right. people are gonna talk gonna negatively, and we see that when we screw up or we don't do as good a job as we intend to, not by intention, but we're not perfect and we try, and sometimes the, uh, sometimes the patient's expectations are higher than we can deliver. Other times, the patient had very realistic expectations and we just didn't deliver on that. So I hope that patients are uh, not in in part of the cancel culture <laughs> and as much as as look I want to give these people a chance how do you recover how do you handle if it wasn't as good a visit do you even care do you even mention do you even reach out and say uh, well thanks for thank yeah I'm glad you want to talk to me about this here's what happened I think that is a is a measure of we're really trying to improve we don't want just satisfied people. I'd like 80% of our people to be satisfied. I'd like 20% because we think that that's a reasonable goal to be raving about us. Uh, and sometimes those ravings come from what we would call patient delight. Things that you get that you never even ex that you never even expected. You didn't ask for sure. it. You just got it. Right. Okay. It's also interesting, you know, um, th this individual, it looks like just from the timing, uh, did what the majority of the patients do, which is fill out the review uh, right after they've left the building within mm -hmm. a couple of days because of an email campaign. Uh, what they haven't had in that 48-hour turnaround uh, as a new patient, and they have no clue yet, is what's about to come in their mailbox. Tell the listeners about that for a second. Hmm. Well, if you're talking about a new patient note, we try for most, if not all, new patients. One of the the systems that we build in for each of our doctors is to write a personal note to every new patient. I know that that sounds like, wow, that can be time consuming. Yeah, we see a lot of new patients. But you know what? We really do appreciate somebody choosing us. It's kind of a moment of truth for them. They're kind of evaluating eyeball to eyeball with us. Do I want to come back to see you? And so I want people to know that, you know, that visit lasted longer than just the 15 minutes that we might have personally been together. My note to them that says, you know, it was really nice to meet you. I'm glad to find out you're a Northwestern Wildcat football fan, even though I'm a Buckeye fan. Good luck in the season. Right. Uh, you know, those type of things I think are are probably, hopefully, uh, demonstrate that, that we do care about them. We're glad they're a patient and that maybe we're a little bit unique because we did take that little bit of extra time. And, and how many people, as one of our former uh, administrator said, how many people get a letter from their doctor? Like nobody anymore. Right. So good. I love it. It right. allows us to stand out. Now, are we perfect? No, you might be a new patient out there going, hey, you didn't send me one. Well, we screwed up. You know, it's our intention to do it. 
But we try to deliver on that all the time. So sure. hopefully we deliver on a whole lot of other things. That's exactly so. right. Going uh, into lesson two here, we'll wrap this up in this episode. Lesson uh, two is uh, based around answering the phone as an opportunity. Dr. Jeff, I have heard in sales for so many years that the sale can be lost when the phone is answered, right? Uh, in lesson two, you and Dr. Susan Wright, we're in the business of helping patients and convincing them that we are the best to protect, correct, and enhance their eye health and vision. What does answering the phone have to do with this? If we can't effectively communicate that in how we do what we do, and our staff doesn't believe that also, they are not gonna answer the phone in a positive, reinforcing way to our patients. And like I said before, I'm not sitting there most of the time answering the phone, but if I am, I'm gonna answer it the same as everybody else. Good morning, Cool Springs Eye Care, and surgical services. This is Dr. Kegaris. How can I help you? With some opportunity, you just rang the doorbell. I am here to help you. What can I do? Oh, want to make an appointment? Fantastic. When did we see you last? Well, you haven't. I'm a new patient. Great. Let's see. Do you have one of the doctors that you want to see in particular that's been recommended? Right. And we go through that. That level of man, those people are genuinely happy and enthusiastic about me making an appointment, I don't think you get that at most healthcare places. I don't think you get that at most businesses. So we really value our people that excel in that area because they're authentic about it. They do feel that way and they can help patients. And that gets to that next level of building that relationship. Uh, You know, this phone is an opportunity, Zig Ziglar used to say. You know, Mm -hmm. opportunity ringing, Mm -hmm. uh, putting a a mirror there to see yourself smile. We can tell. I will call this office occasionally just to see how somebody answers the phone. And I want, I'm looking for a reason to say, hey, great job, Hannah. Hey, great job, Chantel. Hey, Sarah, nice job when you did this. Or if they transfer the call or how soon they answered that call. But occasionally somebody will say a little bit too quick maybe. And that's my opportunity to go, hey, normally you do a great job answering the phone, but you sure sounded to me like you were in a big hurry. Just slow down no matter what's going on. You may have five patients waiting for you and the other phone is ringing, but it's one patient at a time, answer that phone in a methodical way, in a friendly way, as though this is the only thing you have to do. That's ideal, but that's what we strive to achieve. You're listening to As I See It. Uh, we're having a great conversation today with Dr. Jeff Kagaris. If you don't mind, please go onto your device, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, whatever device you use, uh, and please subscribe to the podcast. And if you know anything about Dr. Jeff or you're learning anything through these episodes, please leave us a comment. We absolutely want your feedback. Uh, if you're on Instagram, check out the hashtag Dr. Keg, D-R-K-E-G, Dr. Keg. We are building out some posts there. And um, today we're talking about one patient at a time, the K2 Way Playbook for Healthcare and Business. This is available today on Amazon, which we're extremely excited about, and going to be in uh, bookstores across the country in literally the upcoming weeks. So, Dr. Jeff, thank you very much for your time, and meet us back here again on As I See It when we go in uh, further into the lessons. The, uh, the book is eight chapters and 135 lessons, so whether you are a healthcare practice or uh, a business starting out or at, at a five-year mark etc you will take away tactical information from this uh, from this book to help you grow your business thanks dr. Jeff thanks Cole